Intrigues. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Philosophical Fools. All right. Hope you're still with us, or if you're new, welcome to the world. Wow. <laughs> Dale's from the crypt. Yeah, no. Welcome to the Philosophical Fools. Oh, I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> the guilt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of is a crypt, so. <laughs> but these are your hosts, Liz. Arnaldo. And Shanna. Any news that we might need to share before we start this episode? No, I'm still playing with the same deck. That thing is amazing. I can play The Witcher all the time and also edit sound and, and uh, all that kind of all stuff. All the fun stuff. That yeah, all the fun stuff. Desktop mode. I'm still just playing video games. <laughs> That's it. I started what was it? The. the Avalon, what is that one? The Avalon of uh, Iron's Adventure. No, 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 you're talking about Kingdoms of Amalur. Yes, Kingdoms of Amalur. Yes, amazing. That game is amazing. That game is underrated. Not a lot of people play it. The company that made it went bankrupt because uh, Mass Effect came out when that game came out, so they didn't sell enough. But so it went. It went uh, if you don't on, mind, on like, the older ocean. graphics, I mean, if you well, don't say all the graphics. That game doesn't have all the graphics. <laughs> not... It looks beautiful. What are you talking about? Listen. And don't listen to her, people. Don't listen to her. It's, she... not, a, it's not, like, top tier, like. Well, it is know. a fantasy realm RPG. It's, like, it's not like Elden Ring's graphics. Okay? Elden Ring is, is horrible, dark. This is a colorful <laughs> fantasy RPG full of dark, you, horrible but you, things. But you still, don't mind that, you, you want to squint real hard. If you like World of Warcraft, <laughs> you will love this game because yeah, it looks better than yeah. yeah, exactly. See? How is it? <laughs> it looks better than World of Warcraft. Well, okay? yes, it does. but it's colorful like it. But it's not, you know. Listen, we're not a video game channel. If you want to start <laughs> if you want to start a video game channel, we can start a video game channel. But don't listen to her. Kingdoms of Amalur is a beautifully graphic game. You it wasn't, it was Good. You it said it was good. horrible. No! You said the graphics were horrendous. You said it was Atari 2600 graphics. I said it's like, P- it's like, it's like PlayStation 3, Jen. Come on. Yeah, it is PlayStation 3. There is nothing wrong with me, PlayStation. What are you saying about PlayStation 3? Just Listen, we're not here to talk about games. We can do that for another podcast. We're here to talk about the philosophical idea of what's wrong with the PS3. Huh? <laughs> That is, oh, what we, yeah. that is what we're getting at. Let's go back to the actual real topic. Yeah. What is no, the real not, topic yeah. today? I have to share my news. So if everyone's out Christmas shopping, here's another plug-in. Busy B, Lizzie Lee at Etsy.com to get your Christmas gifts. Come on, guys. You just yeah. got a few weeks left. Like, for real. You need some homemade, unique items. Check that site out yeah. on Etsy. They're beautifully right. made, and they actually and look like professional. Like, look what I made you! Yes, exactly. You get, uh, well, I hope you won't take it. <laughs> instead, I hope you tell them where you got it so that they will come by for me. But anyway, just a little plug-in again for my business, because we've been busy, busy, busy. Um, and busy, getting ready busy, for... Busy, yeah, busy. busy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> getting ready for Thanksgiving. Oh, busy bee. <laughs> you ready for turkey? <laughs> I'm ready to eat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm always ready I, I love Thanksgiving. <laughs> I like food. Uh, Me too. That's why I like Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. That's all Thanksgiving is about. Food. <laughs> I'm going to have Chinese food. It's the one ribs. holiday that you don't really like. need to really like decorate. I mean, you can. But you don't need to. You just have to have food there. That's the or dress main... up. Or even put clothes I on. mean, I don't even think about what, it, you know, a lot of people are talking about, you know, what Thanksgiving. I don't even think of it that way. It's literally just food. It's an excuse to eat yeah. a bunch of food. It's, yeah. a, it's like, uh, I don't like the idea of having the same food every year. 
So I'm gonna have ribs, and we're gonna, <laughs> yeah. This year we're gonna have ribs and all delicious things. We're not just gonna have dry turkey again and no, feeling again. I mean, and no, I, no, like, no. I like the turkey and the casserole. That's, I mean, I who mean, set up that casseroles. list? I understand the list is important like for historical reasons. Yeah, you can do casserole and put barbecue sauce in it. Yeah, green bean you know? casserole. I don't put barbecue sauce in it. But that's for me. <laughs> that's not... Yeah, what are you making for other people? <laughs> what are they getting? <laughs> it's like, God damn. So now I have to make a green bean casserole for you for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I can have it with my ribs. Send home with you. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> All right, so um, we'll go ahead and jump into our topic for today, which is ironic because I pulled this topic again, <laughs> which is death. <laughs> what is... <laughs> well, death. Why do your fingers know you so well? <laughs> I, 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 I even mixed up... Phrasing. I even... I even <laughs> well, they're my fingers. <laughs> I mean... I guess not doing phrasing anymore. I before I say that. Yes. <laughs> the crazy anymore. thing is that I even like mixed it all, mixed it all up, dumped them out, right, so that I wouldn't, and I still pulled the same. It feels like cheating. Whatever. Maybe it's an omen. Rigged. Maybe it's Rigged. an omen. Because this one, <laughs> maybe this is an omen. I don't know. Because the question is, why do people fear death? Oh, this is a good one. Yeah. This so is, I, I. This is gonna be a simple a short one. This is a good one I actually, I actually uh, have done some research. No, but like one. it could be an omen because you know I, I don't me myself particularly <laughs> I don't have a fear of death because it's just it's gonna happen and I don't have to control over it. Me myself. Yeah. So maybe I'm gonna die. So if I'm not here next week, you guys know what. But. You are going to die. You, you are dying. <laughs> yes, but I mean like... <laughs> like a more immediate... Like it's just going to happen like this. But this death soon. just just happened. Do you, you remember like our last episode? No, it does. But for me... <laughs> you remember our last episode? The, the whole truth thing? It, it's it's not just true, it's reality. You yes, are going to I, die. Yes. I didn't say yes. I was... I'm saying that it's coming right now. Like the But it is coming. Day. Yes. But it is coming it's right the, now. It's the second time I pulled this, so... But but it is coming right now. I'm not going to go anywhere for a long time. <laughs> but is the, the third one is the charm. Yeah. Is it yeah. a charm or yeah. is it a curse? Like, <laughs> that one will fool life. That, that, will make, that is what I'm talking Last about. Last second Maybe save. Well, yeah, I'm like, ah, I just tricked you. It's like, ah, and that's when you choke and die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the paper. Right. So, so for me, um, why I think most people fear death is the fear of the unknown. Um, there's no evidence of what actually happens to us when we die outside of the physical attribute and, uh, yeah, attributes. Yeah. Dyslexia. Yeah. I learned. <laughs> outside of the physical attributes, we don't really have evidence of a mental or a spiritual, like what happens when we die. Um, no one has truly died and come back to tell us. So the fear of not knowing what to expect is the actual fear, not necessarily death. But some people may even feel like there's like there's so much for them to do but they need to hurry up and do it and not leave unfinished business and that's why i think a lot of people they fear it to that extent that it's an anxiety and they're doing all these things because they're afraid they're going to die before they get a chance and to that do kills it. them because they yes stress out. exactly exactly yeah. as for myself like i said i don't really fear death um itself because it is going to happen i fear more of how i'm going to die not yeah <laughs> like is it going to be painful is it not i mean I I actually think that death in the end in the last moments is painful 
but does it it doesn't really matter because we're not gonna remember it does that or as far as we know we're not gonna remember it who knows maybe we do maybe we re, we relive it every day after we die if you watch Ghosts, that's what it's happens. Horrible. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> Have you ever watched... There's a show called Ghosts. It's like a comedy show or a sitcom. And the ghosts, every year, on the day that they died, they relive that whole day, like how it, they died. And, is that the one where the girl can see them all? Yeah, yeah. yeah and, the, has, and the husband has, uh, can't. The caveman. Yes, and, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do you watch the original British one, or are you talking about no, the American no, no, Remaster? No, no. Yeah, just the American Watch the British, yeah. the original British. But, he, but it, it's like every day on their anniversary, they relive that day, and they die. So maybe that's what happens. We yeah, don't, we don't that show is pretty funny. Yeah, it is. The British one. Watch the British one. So, um, just to go, so some, the definitions, like like we like to do, the fear of death and the fear of the unknown. So the fear of the unknown is called xenophobia, which we modernly use to describe today a fear of strangers, but it's not a fear of strangers. It's actually a fear of unfamiliar and unknown. Yeah, not enough information, so you fear that. And the fear of death is called thanatophobia, thanatophobia. And that includes the dying process. So it's more of a fear of the dying process. So I guess that's what it would be needed. Yeah, not death itself, yeah, but, but the, the process. Yeah. yeah. It's funny that the, 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 that's how xenomorph is for. Yeah. The, xenophobia. The, yeah, the xenomorph yeah. is the alien, and the alien oh, means yeah. the uh, unknown. And yes. xenomorph is also unknown. It's the unknown form. So that means that xeno, yeah, that's what yeah, xenomorph Yeah, it's an unknown form. Yeah. 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 So to some extent, almost everyone has a sort of fear of dying. Or death, but there are people that do have extreme fears that causes these intense anxieties and interrupts their life, and that's what you would classify as a thanato- than- thanatophobia. Yeah, when it's <laughs> affecting your life. Yeah, when it's affecting your life is only then when it's really a phobia. So I don't really have a phobia because I'm not constantly like, yeah, is this it? To. Is yeah. this not going to yeah. do it? Today is, is the gonna, day. Yeah, I can feel it. Now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't wake up every morning like, think, oh, I'm still alive. Like, <laughs> Like, what is that call I'm feeling most? The AC. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why are my toes frozen? Oh, they're not it's covered like, up. No socks, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, um, of course, when it comes to death, there's always that spiritual or religious. That's why a lot of people have a fear. Because they're afraid of going to hell or what's going to happen. Yeah. Is there, some people even question, is there heaven or hell? Is there, where, where do I go when I die? Is what a lot of why spiritualism or religious beliefs go in. So there was an article I found that is called Why Do We Fear Death? It was on the Table Talk webpage and under the category Anxiety and Worry, Grief and Death and Hope. But that talked about a three dimension to death. Um, the three dimensions that they, how they classified it were like biological, spiritual, and eternal. So Biological or the natural is obviously it's a temporary dissolution of the body and soul in which the body undergoes some kind of corruption or decays. That's the physical realm. Yeah. So it gets a little difficult with the spiritual and eternal, so I tried to like sum it up the, the best way I could. So the spiritual aspect is more of an act of death where you are acting rebellious and disobedient to your to God or to the gods. To whatever religious yeah. belief, yeah. And you believe that the world, the devil, and the flesh, instead of believing in, in a higher after. power, yeah. 
So this would be more of like you run away from the deity when you pass away. So if you're hiding. So the example was Adam and Eve. And when they found out that they were naked, they covered themselves and hid from the Lord, right? So in that spiritual aspect, if you go wherever you go and you're trying to hide who you are, that that's the spiritual type of, of death. But you're already dead in the living. So it's basically saying... How you are in your heart and soul and how you're living here is your spiritual death or life. Yeah. So you're basically, if you're rebellious and you're bad and you keep doing all this, you're already dead before you die. Yeah. yeah. But that's also... And you, that's what you're people doing talk about, a crazy yeah. look on people when they do yeah. crimes but I, and murders. It's, it's doing it like a, on, on purpose against yes, those religious against, beliefs yes. that you already know. That you have hatred in your yeah. heart for and you're just and disobedient. Then, like, yeah, like doing yeah. on purpose. Yes. Anybody that is actually bad without a religious background doesn't necessarily have that... Uh, yeah. Because they have to be, yes. you are religious, and then you say fuck it, and then you rebel right. against all of that, and, and yes, so yes, you have a, a spiritual death. Right. So the eternal is what they can call like the second death. And um, that's only when the enemies of God would suffer or the non-believers of the Christian faith. So in other words, you would be damned to the lake of fire. So the eternal death is more along the lines of that biblical type of belief where you died, but now your soul, because <clears throat> you were bad, you're going to die again. But if you were good, you like live again, if that makes sense. So the eternal is more the battle of your soul after it's left the body. And that's, yeah. that's directly more towards like the biblical yeah. sense but of understanding. But that's restricted by, by how yeah. you behave here. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. And that's what, but I, there was a quote by Benjamin Franklin that was, in this world, nothing is for certain except death and taxes. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was funny because yeah. we talk about yeah. taxes all the time. It's, um, <laughs> if, you, if you watch the movie, Meet Joe Black. Oh yeah. He, he questions that. Yes. Yeah. A guy comes in and was like, "Nothing is certain except for death and taxes." And and death goes, "What do you, What do you mean? I never heard that." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "You never heard that? You never heard of that?" Because he's yeah. playing his death in there. Yeah. Wondering. Yeah. So that I just wanted to cover this that part just a little bit because. Yeah. I mean, I say a little bit, but that's really a lot of people's fear when it comes to death is that spiritual realm. Is the inside that created by the religious yes. belief? Yes, and then it's, it's like, like am I right that this yeah. is what's going to happen? And None of us know. If they have faith in the religion, right. then yes. They yes. have to fear that's what the purpose of the religion is. Right. To tell you about it. So you fear it. So you have a better behavior. It's right. a deterrent. Yes. And that's know? a way to control people. But it's given to you as a fact. <laughs> right. you know, that deterrent is given to you as a fact. Right. And you will burn in hell. <laughs> and you'll be like, how? I don't have body. I don't have yeah. skin. How am I going to so feel pain? That's what I thought was kind of funny when reading it, that it talks about the the flesh and body, but then if you're damned, you're going to burn in a lake of fire with your whole body and soul. They'll be like, So it's body? like, it's, exactly. So, am I so, undead? I think that it works just as much, too, as if you don't have a deity to believe in, so therefore you can't believe in an afterlife. So the people who are the void people, who are like, well, we die, we're just blackness, we're going to go into a void. I think that can be just as fearful, because... At that point, it's not what's happening to me, it's what isn't happening to me. It's the loneliness, it's the, you know, if you believe in a soul and an afterlife, continuation of energy going throughout the universe, it's pretty lonely. It's pretty empty. It's pretty voidless. So. Well, but you, you're going to travel faster than light speed if you're, if you're an energy source, like a soul. It, you know, so what's only... restraining you for having some fun out there? 
the whole universe to see. And if you're not restricted by religion, you don't have to go to either yeah. or. You, know I mean? you have a whole universe with multiverse to yeah. go through. You know what I mean? There's doorways in the center of every galaxy. It's the called black hole. Life is lonely regardless. <clears throat> yes, you die alone, yeah. you're born alone. Yes, and you yeah. find somebody to spend you know, yeah. time together time for a while. Yes. Yeah, that's but you're all. still alone with your own thoughts and your own Yeah, beliefs. you still have your own you're single still body. <laughs> we still have heard that in a... Prior one to yeah. immortality and humanity. Yeah, my last subject so, of death. <laughs> yeah, your last subject. Now the counterpoint. So, yeah, go ahead. I go mean, ahead. sorry. You know, though, there's another side to that too. Is that, you know, we want to assume and think and hypothesize about the fact that we, as entities, might continue to have that consciousness after death, and that, you know, may not be the possibility either. It might just be what it was before you were born. We don't remember who we were before right. you were born. You might just go back to that voidlessness. Right. So we, this consciousness, whatever you want to call it, we just disappear. So it that could be just a, another part of it too. Yeah. Which I'm. But that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> but that's what the, the fear of it is that right there is that we don't know. Yeah. We don't have any information. Yes, we don't have any information telling us that when we die, this is where we go yeah. and this is yeah. what happens, and you really have a soul or you don't have a soul. It's, or all of that was for nothing, you know? Yeah. What I mean? like, <laughs> that, yes. That's or all of that was point. for everything. Like we don't know. That's a very good point. There's a lot of that that I would consider maybe a fear too is that all of it was for nothing. All that experience, all yeah. that everything for what? For what? Why, what do you mean? A drop okay, in the so, hat, so, like... okay. I, I I do not agree with that particular why uh, idea because. The point of the story is the story, not the ending of the story. You don't watch the movie because they're going to be happily ever under at the yeah. end. Okay, you watch the movie because yeah. you want to see the journey of the movie. Yeah. And if it was good, the ending means nothing. It's the journey. You know? So yeah, your journey doesn't need to be accomplished at the end. Because reality, not reality, okay? The human existence has no purpose. This is a free for all. You know, there are rules set in place when you're born. And before you were born, there are rules set in place against you, and, and some rules are towards you, you know, but you do with your life what you will. It takes a while, and it maybe it takes too late for you to realize that you could have done better, that you could have, you have choices that you didn't make, that you could adjust your reality to be whatever you want to be. If you're lucky enough to have people to guide you when you're young, then you can learn to be better when you're younger and enjoy your life in a different, in a different pattern. But it's all about the journey. You're not trying to reach a goal because is how long do I have is a unknown number. Right. You know, because you don't know it. You can just be, you can be born in 10 days later, you're dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you can be born at 10 years old and you're dead. And, or you can be born and be like 75 no, just or 100. just the Sims and deleting them because she, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. she didn't mean to make them. <laughs> yeah, you can just, just do that. I don't like how that you know, came out. Hypothetically, the Sims in the game that you play are actual like, real people yes, in another universe. Yes. And you're just killing them. Yes, and you delete yeah, them. Exactly. But you care? No. <laughs> you know, the guy some fire and plays games with the Grim Reaper. Yeah. It's really happening, but yeah. you're like, man. Or what you said, take out the the ladder from the, ladder the, pool. From the pool. I've never yeah. done that before. I, That's this horrible. is not a video game channel, but <laughs> but that is philosophically yeah. wrong. <laughs> Don't do that. Morally wrong. <laughs> yeah, hypothetically, sure. You know, but yes, yeah, so that I, Which I is believe the ridiculous life is about because there. if that happened to us, if someone took the ladder away, we would be able to push ourselves and climb Stop. over the edge. And Sims can't do that. That's messed up. 
because their creator chose that they couldn't do that. I know. That's messed up. Actually, in The Sims 4, you can do that. They don't always use the ladder to get in and out. Are we going to be on the Demon Channel now? I mean, they don't have a fear of death. Or do they? Well, they do. They do. They're afraid of ghosts and everything. I know, because they're like this. Yeah, when they catch on fire, they run around. I wouldn't know. Actually, my character didn't run around. They just look like this. I'm not kidding. You took away their eye. That's they why. just look like this. You took away their. And wings. then the other guy was like, "Ah!" And then get the fire extinguisher. Yeah. Yes, he wanted death. He was accepting yeah. it. Yeah. He he did not fear. And it. they just walked around like they were still doing whatever and not. Yeah. That one had no AI. You took away the free will. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. That's right. Anyway, we're not a gaming channel. By hypothetically, that would not be right. Yeah. You know. You're like right. I said, it. Those Sims could be people in another universe, yes. and you just doing. Well, that they job. are. They're in the Sims universe. I'm saying <laughs> hypothetically. They're in the Matrix for they're, real. They're in an actual <laughs> other universe. All of and my characters are based ladder. off of real life people. Oh no, no! <laughs> Don't be that simmer. Yeah, they are. And we I were talking about something serious, and you guys ruined it with okay. the Sims. Okay, now, so you know, know, now you know how we feel about when we talk about The Witcher. <laughs> I never talk about The Witcher because you fall asleep. <laughs> Clues. So there, there, you can't say that because I never talk about The Witcher. You fall asleep. Uh, anyway, keep going. So that'll lead me into Resurrections, okay? Um, because we were talking about that no one, as far as we know, has actually died and come back to tell us what to expect about death. But there are many who claim that they have died and seen things and come back. Yeah. Um, there is a such thing as there are there is a clinical death is which is when the breathing and blood stop and the heart stops beating, but you have a four minute window that you can resuscitate someone. Then there's a biological death, which is when you're brain dead. Mm -hmm. So that's how we classify the different. So I just had a few examples of some stories. I think there's like five. Um, so one of them is, I've died once. I don't remember much about it, except there was a nice dark nothingness, which I guess felt kind of cozy, but I also knew it was the end, so I better not. I don't know. I knew I wasn't supposed to go into the dark, like I was in the dark, but I wasn't supposed to be enjoying it, because if I embraced it too much, I would die. It was kind of like falling asleep and vaguely remembering a dream when you wake up. Like, I feel like I die every night then. <laughs> If that's the case. Yeah, your consciousness is, yeah. you know, you go and back up. Um, the next one was, my frat brother was clinically dead for 45 seconds, overdosed on Xanax. The experience changed his life. He never used drugs again. He said he saw himself over the hospital bed and the nurses working. He said as he slowly floated through the roof, a peaceful feeling better than any drug took over. He said you feel free of all worry and regret. He saw the white light, allegedly, and a few family members before they said it wasn't his time. He floated back to his body. Well, I can totally understand that, too. Yeah, but he was also really high, so... <laughs> <laughs> he was up really to the high. ceiling. Yeah, he was through the roof. <laughs> yeah, he was almost through the roof. And then said, no. Nope. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like I had that experience before, too. <laughs> I died from an overdose for a few minutes. There really wasn't anything. Just blackness and a vague lapse of time. It was almost like waking up from a shitty night's rest and feeling like a horse had kicked me in the chest. That seems accurate to me. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I mean, anything yeah. that you're doing with drugs, I feel like that's how it would feel. But I don't know if you've ever been put under with anesthesia, no. woke up in that feeling. You felt like you died. <laughs> because you don't remember anything. Exactly. You don't have, you don't have, you don't have no. You can't feel nothing. You don't know. 
You don't know what happened. It's just it's, time. You time lost fast. time. Yeah. That's all. Yep. Yeah. I've been so it's, high where it, I thought I was gonna die, but. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. It's Different podcast. Oh my gosh. Paranoia. Does that count? No. They told me I was dead for three minutes. I remember those clips of people saying they experienced some kind of near afterlife, but for me, it was like sleeping. I woke up. They told me how I almost died. I said, oh yeah? They explained a bunch of stuff and then offered me a grilled cheese. I had Doritos too. 1010 would die again. It's just nothingness. Not scary at all. Yeah, in the hospital. Yeah, where you should be put to sleep. Yeah, so you weren't really dead then if yeah. you like come back. Dead dead would be like you're gone, like, and you wouldn't know it. Yeah, exactly. But in the hospital, they just put you to sleep. Right. Which is why I don't understand why we don't have that right as humans, and we have it for animals. Right. If you're terminal, hey, put me to sleep. I don't want to suffer to this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's wrong with that? We give that right to animals. Yes, and, and we don't give it to humans. It's we should have more right than a fucking right. dog or a cat. Yeah, if and I want to die, die in yeah. peace and quiet, <laughs> and know what I'm gonna die on my own terms. Yeah. But you're why being do selfish. I no, 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 no. You know what selfish is? Dying in a bed where somebody has to come because in and take my to, ass. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or because your family members don't want to say goodbye to you. Yeah, yet. and somebody yeah. has to yeah. see me decay. Yes. And then those are the last memories of me. Do you hear about my my expression? Because you're being selfish like that. I was being sarcastic. Well, then mm. you need to work on your tone. Shut up. Your physician just doesn't come across as such. Hey, shut up. Anyhow. Um, the last one is my dad bre- died briefly and said that he went down a long hallway to a door. When he was going to open it, he felt himself sucked back into his own body. So, uh, I feel like sometimes, like, maybe because of these stories and it's technically where some people were clinically dead because their heart stopped beating and whatever, that maybe... At the end, just from reading all these different scenarios, we see what we want to see or what we hope to see, and that's how our brain copes with what's happening. Maybe, yeah, but like, that, see, like that, from, was, and that comes from watching movies or hearing stories. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like most of the stories are about somebody messing with the chemistry in their brain. Yeah, you know the 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 uh, the anesthetic and yeah. the drug and all that shit. Yeah, the last one with the old man, I feel like it was his time, but then the doctor saved him. Yeah, and his yeah, body is yeah, dragging back. Yeah, yeah. And the body's like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Give me a minute. Come back here. Yeah. And the old man is like, I'm almost, I got the door. I, that's it. He probably was it mad is when my he came t- back. Yeah. He's probably like, you got it. Yeah. Like, and it's like, I got to remember to bring my that tools. Or that he door was like, was oh, up. it was really hot, so maybe that's the thing to bring him back. Yeah. <laughs> but those like, are like, none of them really talk about like angels or demons. Or feeling feelings. like heat, yeah. cold, like. There have been oh, occasions of that. The one that say about it being cool, like that would be me, like it's a nice cozy, cool place. Cozy, yeah, the cozy feeling. Yeah, but yeah. That, it was probably in a bed with a really nice blanket. <laughs> yeah. The body had a really nice <laughs> blanket, so it yeah. felt cozy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But again, you you're that not gonna be them pushing him into the cool. If you're in the void, you don't know you're in the void. Right. Exactly. That's it. That's it would it. be almost like a dream. That's as long as you know something, your body's working. Yeah. You know. Yeah, the, yes, but if you but, consciously yeah, relay yeah. something. Because yes. as soon as you get an aesthetic and the chemicals get. Because anesthetic people don't even know how that, that works. Exactly. So I'm like, how would you actually have an account of it if your consciousness would have it's to out. be. out. Yes, you're an anesthetic, exactly. you're when out. When you're dead, your consciousness is gone. Yeah. But when they yeah. put anesthetics on you, you lose time. So, because when you wake up, you lose time. So the only thing I can think of is when I had my appendix removed. That's when I was put under anesthesia. And I remember, but you know, with children, because I was really young, 
anesthesia is done differently because it's hard to measure with children. Yeah. It has Again, to go. That's un- and I remember opening my eyes, right? And in the middle of surgery. But that wasn't a memory that I had because you do have a sort of amnesia after anesthesia. Anesthesia. Yeah. Anesthesia. <laughs> so it was a little later when it was like I remembered this vision and I thought it was a dream. But no, it was actually because then the doctor said that, that I had woke up and then I remembered, yeah, I do remember like seeing them, but I couldn't cognitively place no, it happening. at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. just with that idea, I'm like, that's what I think of people like you can only have these visions if your conscious was there. Because if I would have died, I wouldn't have known being unconscious under yeah. anesthesia I mean. yeah so the the science of anesthesia the anesthetics is it is so vague yes this the, the medicals they have they have to study here yeah like we don't know how it works oh, in the and brain. That's what, with, they don't know how it works in the brain right they, or, they just know that it works or in that time they <laughs> don't know? know how it affects children yes that's why it's state, hard because, because it, like, it did affect me later in life but that's okay because that's sort of better <laughs> but but it's funny to think because I, I feel like I've been there and, and if I didn't know better I'd be like I died and I saw a white light and because that was all over yes because that's all I seen was a bright white light and then I seen like one head and then she's waking up that's that was it and then it was like good night again like yeah be like the aliens are here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what was freaking me out was when I did come out of anesthesia. The I I only remember this because of how because of how ironic it is. <laughs> I only remember this is that when I woke up, I sat up, which is I still do that to this day when I like feel like I'm coming out of something, and I sat up, and then I was like, "Where's my underwear?" Because what? Yeah, because I didn't have my underwear because yeah. my surgery it's incision. Is, yeah, oh, it's okay. not here. Yeah. <laughs> and the first thing I felt was. Didn't have my underwear on, but I couldn't breathe because I was like, <gasps> because I had this tube brushing oxygen up my, and then I was like, what? where's my underwear? Like that's all I can remember. That's great. And then I was like, lay back down. And then <laughs> they went to my parents as a wig so they could put me in my room. But it, it's just, it's funny. And I'm like, so is that really like what some of these accounts are? Is that someone? Just they they still remember and can see things they weren't necessarily dead. Yeah. Because you know it doesn't take just your heart stopping. It's like a few minutes after your heart stops or the oxygen and your blood has left your body basically. So as long as your lungs are pumping, your brain's still getting oxygen, and as long as that's happening, you're conscious. That was just a little experience that I would be like that would be kind of like a near death experience, but it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was near death as the fact of. My appendix, if it burst, it would have died because yeah. that's where how close it they was. They didn't feel like it was. These, right. these people in these stories no, felt, felt like, like it was. was. Yeah. yeah. Know, but we'll never know because we were not inside their brain. Exactly. And that, I mean, it yeah. would be nice. So that's what I'm saying. Like, is our, is our, maybe in the end, that's what happens. We see what we think we're going to see. So maybe I'm going to see doctors. Yeah, but again, maybe when I die, yeah. I'm going to see doctors' faces. They'll be like, oh, back to this. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I'm going to wake up a little bit wondering where my underwear is. Like, at that yeah. time, it might be my diaper, depending on how old I am. Oh, God. <laughs> but what I find interesting is that so little of it is the subconscious trying to tell you something. Yeah. And now the conscious mind's choice to see all that stuff. Yes. It's like, there is, there is such a huge part of the brain that is 
take over by the subconscious OS. Right. You know what I mean? That it takes care of everything, including <laughs> the moments uh, where you're, you say, okay, you're almost out of here. I'm going to entertain you with something. Yeah, I was going to say, you're so close. It's okay. <laughs> so we are about we're to shut be, down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, we're going to be fine. I'm out. Yeah. Come backwards with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there is, there, you know, there, there is so much like software working in the brain just to take, like, make sure that you just enjoy the reality that you yes. see in your eyes. Well, that's why I you think, know. like, you hear stories of people saying that, like, they see their life flash before their yeah. eyes. Like, if, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, it's, yeah, it would be like a picture show. Well, the, your brain the, is like... Some, some philosophers, some doctors think that your brain is looking for a way to see if, if you have any memories that could help you on this particular occasion. Oh, yeah? So it kind of goes through you because the brain... Like your inventory. The brain, yes. Yeah. So the brain works in a different time frame as the rest of the world. Right. So technically, you can slow down time and see your entire history within yeah. seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So the brain is trying to save itself and it's like, okay, what experience do I have yeah. in every tool <laughs> to save me here? If it finds nothing, you drown. <laughs> if you have a horrible memory, you drown. Yeah. If you have old timers, that memory is literally gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The proud of the brain is fried. You know, so that is one of the hypotheses they have. Yeah. You know, that is more That solid. makes sense. Yeah. But that's in working on survival and that's working on survival on a subconscious level. It's yeah. Like, you don't have a choice. You're literally watching the movie of your life. Yeah. And it's your brain trying to be like, okay, man, how are we going to fix this? Yeah. You know, it's like, just oh. run the film. Yeah. <laughs> Rewind this shit. Rewind it. What have you done? Something. Just yeah. look for something. Yeah. You know? so, then you go, ah! <laughs> yeah. And you'll be like, this is all I have done with my life. And the brain's like, shut up, let me, I'm looking for yeah. something. Nothing. You have done nothing <laughs> to say. Don't dwell on that point. right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, God damn. <laughs> So then that leads into the unfinished business part, um, which basically unfinished business is where you have, where you have regrets or guilt of transgressions past. So that would be more. I feel like you would have that feeling if you knew you were not, like if you. Yeah, that's that's what people that want. Hundred percent. Yes. You're lucky enough to have a time frame. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah what you would think would put you ahead of everybody else, <laughs> like because then you'd be like check 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 <laughs> done, and where everyone else is like I don't know maybe yeah. <laughs> yeah. maybe I'll make it to next week we'll see, <laughs> um, but it also it gives you like a non closure. <laughs> But on a uh, on a survivor's mental process, so kind of like what you were talking about, like where your brain is just trying to looking find, for a yeah, solution, yeah. yeah, to help you in that moment. But I don't know what then. They, I mean, how how much transgressions do you have that you're anxious about it? The moment, I don't know, you're like, on I have person, you like, yeah, like I have a week to live. I got so much chance to apologize for. <laughs> I, I, I try to live my life that's big as little bit of oh, well, regret. This, I mean, that's possible. kind of a thing. I mean, as a fear of death. Like the, the, the actual yeah, psychological like condition, the, yeah. The fear, yeah. Oh, okay. like that anxiety ridden yeah. is because you leave unfinished business behind, and you, yeah. But life is, full yeah, of, like, and then at the end, it's start, unfinished. maybe one day you'll start thinking about, oh my god, I did that person wrong, I need to go apologize, and I didn't get a chance to apologize, and I'm gonna die before I apologize, or something yeah. crazy. But, but the, the funny thing about that is that to finish all of the business. You have to to die. Yeah, yeah. And, and that would finish yeah, that's all finish. the business. Yes, yeah, otherwise, that, that person is gonna be like, I have to die. Otherwise, life is business is not gonna <laughs> yeah, be finished. Yeah. And then they have to die. Yeah. So, and that's what um, another part of that is like being grief stricken in a way to, and another way to sum up your pains or hurt from the passing of a loved one. 
Oh, yeah, the, yeah, that like, would couples be old yeah. people. They, so then I they kind used of, to, you yeah. know, not anymore. They go so, to Tinder now. Right, so <laughs> I, I kind of laid out, like, just because the grief was part of that unfinished business section, what the stages of grief. Uh, so the oh, first yeah. one is shock. Yeah. Um, feelings of shock are unavoidable in nearly every situation. Even if we feel we've had time to prepare for the loss of a loved one, we know it's going to happen, but not right then, not on that day. And people in shock often appear to be to be behaving normally without a lot of emotion because the news hasn't fully sunk in. Which I feel like I live in shock almost every day. <laughs> no, sweetie, it's called anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> um, often there is a sense of numbness and a self-protective detachment from your feelings because they are too intense to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, they haven't hit you yet. Yeah. Some exactly. people get hit faster than others yeah and some people get hit like years after like they think that and that can even add to that anxiety of being afraid of death because you don't want to put your close friends and stuff through that process well yeah but you don't get to control that yeah Uh i want to be in a shoebox okay oh my god (laughs) your subconscious does that yeah some people have a strong mental like handle on their emotions and Mm -hmm. they will they will break down yeah but it's going to take a minute but when it hits you know when it hits. Too. You know all my passwords oh because this motherfucker is not going to remember any of them. Oh my god. I, this is not I a will destroy your computer. The second one is denial. Many people experience denial after a bereavement. They know something has happened, but it doesn't feel real. Which kind of goes with our last episode of the truth is reality. Yeah. My <laughs> truth, truth is, is that person is still alive. Yes. Yeah. But this is the box where they're in. Yeah. No. For me, the denial was not that I didn't believe it. It was more a sense of, but how can they have not be here? How can they have been here and now they aren't? <laughs> um, in addition to experience of shock and denial, people often describe having a mental fog. Uh, this can include forgetfulness, lack of concentration, sleeplessness, lack of motivation, repetitive thoughts, and inability to make a decision. See, that's what I go through every day, mental fog. <laughs> It's not because you're in you're denial. denial. You're delusional of your reality. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. that one. <laughs> um, the next step is you're anger. It's perfectly normal to feel anger in times of loss, but often people try to keep the stage of grief hidden. Like, they try to keep that anger. It's a coping hidden. mechanism. Yeah. Anger is a difficult emotion to deal with and can be man- uh, minimum- minimized by others. Dyslexia. Yes. <laughs> but it's important to find someone with whom we can connect in an honest way. Uh, this is a quote. I felt frustrated that my experience of grief was different to that of those I was close to. I was angry with myself that I was taking too long and wanting to talk about mom and dad to people who felt I, sh- I should have moved on. So they were angry with themselves because they felt like they were taking too long. But the reality is, like, we take as long as we need. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you're Everybody's angry. Everybody's different. If you're angry, that means that you're also you're still delaying stuck, it. Yeah. You're delaying you're it, too. You're still stuck in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next is bargaining. Is the bargaining I, is stage. This is the five stages of death, or um, no, seven? Seven <laughs> yeah. stages. Seven yeah. stages. Because of some grief. of them are like colliding with the the the, the stages of death. The, the dealing with death. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So then there's bargaining. The bargaining stage is about making promises to yourself or a higher being, asking the universe for a chance to put things right. A bereaved person may seek reason where there is none and may feel guilty about how they behave or feel in some way to blame. 
There's a sense that maybe I could have done some done things differently. If only I had stopped them leaving the house or I knew more about their medical condition, I could have intervened. We may feel helpless and hopeless and consumed by thoughts of what if. I feel like that, a lot of people, that's almost where they jump. It's like, I feel like a lot of times the shock, denial, the anger, we go through those pretty quick and we end up on this one, which I can't remember. Bargaining. Bargaining. Yeah. I feel like that's, that we go through those pretty quick normally yeah. on a, on just a, on an average level. And that bargaining is the one that we go to is like, what if I, I did this? What if this happened? What? I know I do that when my cats die. Like this. <laughs> that, that's my, like I'm 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 like they're not dead. I'm always like you know worried, <laughs> like making sure that they're not moving and breathing. And then I then I'm like, oh, I'm so like upset that they died. And then I'm right to the, what if I would have done this? What if I and like so quick. Like, usually in a few hours, they got me. Jesus Christ. And I'm really upset, but... And then the depression kicks in. <laughs> That's where I spend, when these days of grief, depression is where I'll stay longer than most of them, I feel like. Um, yeah, they're, they're similar to the stage of death, yeah. except the acceptance of death, but that one, the acceptance of death is personal. This is how you deal with yeah. somebody else's or something else's yeah. death. You know, so they're similar... On the thing, but there is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the depression, the jumble of emotions that usually accompanies the grieving process can typically lead to feelings of depression, isolation, anxiety, and a feeling of dread. Sometimes the suffering seems too much to bear. Someone may question the meaning of life or feel they want to be reunited with the person that died. In cases like this, it's so important to ask for help. Yeah, okay. from Josh Dread. <laughs> yeah. People are often unsure of how to help us in our grief, so if you can accept an offer of help or ask for help, it will have the effect of strengthening those friendships. Um, so that leads to acceptance and hope. Uh, humans by nature crave contact, connection, and support, and at some stage in the grieving process will want to engage with friends and family again. Acceptance is about realizing you can't change the circumstances, but that you can gain some control over how you respond. That's how I think about it. Yeah. At times we may need to distract ourselves from the grief or place it to one side so we can get on with work or social situations. But this is also a stage where you might slip backwards and find yourself feeling overwhelmed from all the emotions again. It's normal to move between any of the stages of grief from hour to hour or even minute to minute. Okay, so I'm not that great. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be doing the rewind. It's like you're suffering all over Yeah, now. well, this is important, though, is to give yourself permission to grieve. That That's hard for some people to tell themselves that it's okay to be sad that someone or something died. I say something. Yeah. <laughs> um, so processing grief, that's the final. There is no right or wrong way to grieve. The process is highly individual. In addition, there's no quick fix. The healing process takes time and varies from person to person. Importantly, there is no normal time frame to be patient with yourself. <clears throat> There's a suggestion of the following coping strategies that you may find helpful. Express your grief in words or another creative outlet such as painting or drawing. Connect with others. This can be loved ones or community support groups. Ask for help in whatever form. Practice deep breathing regularly. Set small realistic goals. Ensure you're getting enough sleep and aim for some form of movement each day. Eat a healthy, balanced diet and keep hydrated. Rehearse how you respond to the questions in new situations. So, <clears throat> that last part right there, that's just like normal living. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like just well, healthy living. That's what, like the state of yeah. grief happens almost on a daily basis for some people. Well, like, not necessarily with something dying, just 
but the, the healthy living. They yeah. Breathe, eat well. Yeah. You know, make sure you're sleeping you. is very important. Well, I, I think what happens though is because when people go into those stages, you are you stop taking care of yourself, yeah. and it's like just telling you to remind yourself. Yeah. That's the time that you are gonna be like, take a shower today, <laughs> like mm. brush it's, your hair, it's, brush uh, your teeth. Depending on who, yeah. the closeness of yeah. who it is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can be sad over someone you know dying, but if it's your loved one, your closest friend, your closest, your husband, your whatever, your mom, dad, depending on when they were taken, because sometimes you know it's going to come, so you're already going through the stages actively when they're still there alive, but you know they're passing. But then other people can just, just, mm. death is just death. Yeah, I, you know, I always feel like the, this whole system is so hypocritical. The whole system is hypocritical in my mind. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like it is 100% selfish shit. You don't care about the death. Yeah. What? You don't care about the dead at all. You just worry about you <laughs> crying and missing yes. it. Yes. You care about your existence without them. Without them, yes. You don't care that they're dead, hoping that they're okay, traveling the galaxy or being in hell or heaven, <laughs> high fiving. Yeah. You know, you're no, no, just no. Like, all you care is like, I me? cannot have them now yeah. when I need them most. Yes. You know what I mean? That's all, that is selfish shit. People in a church, 50,000 people in a church. Yes, and I can right now because yeah. the shoulder is cold and yeah. stiff and it's kind of decaying over time. You're right. You know what I mean? It's and that's, so selfish. And that's what grief is. It's a selfish and internal. Yeah, but you yes. should realize, be like, Jesus, I'm selfish. Yeah. I only care about well, me. Well, that's what, like, so for certain so people. So you're not going to miss me if I die. Well, You'll be fine. <laughs> You're gonna, gonna be fine. You know, but yeah. I, I tried I tried my best in my daily life to be as little hypocritical as I can. Have you ever thought about that before though? You know. Yes, every time you go out to work and drive. I don't like it when you drive. Really? <laughs> yes. You drive it you drive it like you're playing burnout. <laughs> She's like, she's gonna die. She's like, let me text you. Yes. <laughs> He's like, yes. Okay, she made it. Yeah. Not But but the whole the whole grief and death and and the ceremony in the in church and the casket, all of that is for you to have a one last look for yeah. you to cry about it. You know how yeah, you feel about it. The, no, no, no. This, but, the, but the dead doesn't give a shit. Yeah, the body. Right? The yeah. whole party is just for you. The whole feeling is just for you. They're wearing black. It's just for you, for people to see that you're miserable, that you meet this person. It just feels like a, like an entitlement. Like, like, like I need attention yeah. because I knew this fucker to die. The fucker is going to be fine. He's dead. His existence of misery in this world is I done. I think you're missing the bigger picture. No, no, no. There's I'm not missing the bigger picture here. It's just hypocritical. It's a hypocritical system. Why because do you care if I cry if you die? Why do you care? You're dead. I would cry if you die. Well, that's your own selfish problem. You. You're a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite then. You know? If I die, when I die, and you're alive because you're a woman, you're going to last longer than me, and I'm going to die from the oh, misery that you caused me. When I die... You know, and you'll be alive. You know what you have to do? Make sure that you have pizza and steak on my goddamn funeral. You know what I mean? And have none of this. Why anybody do you care? You're going to be dead. Exactly. I know. I know. But what I'm saying is like, if anybody cries, you slap the shit out of them. And be like, stop being selfish. I'm like, this, this is his last wish. Yeah. This isn't about you, bitch. Yeah. He's the one dead. 
<laughs> yes, we're here to party. And he's happy. Well, I know yeah. you're going to be fine, but I'm going to... St- okay, yeah, that does sound selfish. It is all selfish. Uh-huh. There is yeah. no way that you can frame it to where a funeral doesn't sound selfish. A bunch of people crying for themselves because they don't have the person that is alive, that is dead. But that's... Technically, that's not that selfish it just like, feels like a business somebody made it up to make money i think like for me when i go to funerals i'm not crying uh because they're dead i think what makes me cry is yes you're the, not crying because they're dead no like <laughs> i it's memories that pop up that makes you yeah, feel yeah memories that like, you have with them yeah that you can have no no, because you can't have them like anymore anyway. It's like yeah. it's like the memories already happened, and you can't really recreate those memories. Yeah, but you could if yeah. they were alive. No, no, you <laughs> no, you couldn't because it wouldn't. But, but I mean, it's like when I'm thinking about things we've done and have done. Yeah. That's when it gets emotional because it's like that was so much fun. That was I don't know. It's not really the fact that that. Because I usually already understand that they're gone. But then, okay. So. And they've been gone. It's not that they've gone there in front of you. They've been gone for however long they've been sitting in the cooler waiting well, for yeah, the but ceremony. Like, my my nice. question is like, why did this particular <laughs> memories, which you so said, you cannot replicate, you cannot have them again. Why do they just have meaning because now that the person is dead? Because that's when you start thinking about that. But they should have meaning yeah. all the time. Well, they, they do have meaning all the time. Exactly. You know, but, but some of those memories, because when someone's still alive... for granted. Yes, exactly. Because when someone's alive, you're not sitting there thinking about all those memories unless you're sitting around reminiscing. But then when they die... You're you're thinking about how much fun you had that time and when you did that yeah. and how you laughed at that. And that shouldn't bring and you any kind of misery. You... But it shouldn't bring but you any misery. But it's not misery. It's a, I think it's crying, crying. Yeah, but crying is no, not no associated with misery. No nostalgia, happiness, whatever. You shouldn't cry. You weren't crying before when you thought about the motherfucker when you thought when he was alive and you thought, man, I had so much fun at that bitch. You weren't crying from nostalgia, but now he's dead. Yes. So how come? How come now that he's dead? I don't know. I do cry like, sometimes over nostalgic things, even yeah. without it being a funeral. But, like it just makes it just makes sad because it's it's like okay, the saying of the or well, it's not a saying. This was in the office where he's like, "I wish you could know you were in the good times when you're in the good times." Like yeah, you don't realize it was the good times till the good times are gone. That's why you're yeah. supposed to enjoy it all and the that, time. And that's the same thing with a funeral. You don't realize that the good times are gone. Until you're forced to have to deal with the fact that they're gone. But they're not because you just told me you were not going to recreate the memories with the motherfucker. So what does it matter if No, but dead? those memories have been gone. But I'm saying you don't sit there and recollect them until you're reevaluating their life. Because when I'm at a funeral, I'm not thinking about my life. I'm thinking about the things that they've done or didn't get to do. That's a, that's one that really gets me. And thinking about maybe plans that were in play that they didn't get to go do. Then that will make me sad because that's how I was with my cousin. I mean, we all knew it was coming because he had a a degenerative disease, so we knew he wasn't going to live to be very old. So, and when it happened, you just you're you're kind of happy he's not suffering anymore. So you're not happy like yay they're gone, but you're just like he's not yeah, yeah. dealing because he yeah. you know he the, had muscular... the mid bag is not bothering him anymore. Yes, exactly. He's not being restrained, and then you, we, I started thinking about all the things he did get to do up to the point before he got really bad and it's like that's great he had a really good life he got to do all these things and you know whatever plans were coming that's kind of sad that he didn't get to because this is why i wish we could go to sleep but in the hospital yeah if we have yeah. A, a disease i'll be like hey listen this is my paperwork yeah I, I can if i if i'm 35 
I'll be dying in suffering. Can I die at 34? Yeah. You know, so put me down at 34. And I'll make sure to get my shit together at yeah. 34. And then at 34, I go in and I'll be like, here's my paperwork for today's my funeral. Yeah, because... I said that. that. Yeah, exactly, because it, it was sad watching him People go through decay. the stages. Yes. People decay. I, I wouldn't want that because those are the last memories yes. you've seen those and yes. the last memories yes. that you've seen no and that might be what makes some people sad is you know just remembering the, how they the, looked yeah at the end yes it's better to and that they could do fine. nothing to help exactly them. Yeah. and they needed all this help and, and it's all the decay and they don't look the same and they that is the memories that you have more more strongly because, because they're, just they're, they're the last sad. ones and then they're, they're the last ones so maybe that's why you know what i mean but, but I'm yes, just saying, the, the general is, concept, yes, is a selfish that we're, It's just about you. Yeah. It's all about our own personals without yeah. that existence of that person. That person is dead. See, I think actually you know? what really makes it tear up is when they do the same things at the funerals. <laughs> like playing songs? Yes, like playing the same song that they played at this funeral and then they're, and they have to play that at the next one. And they play it at, I've been to a lot of funerals in my life, I'm just saying. And they play the same songs? Yeah. They don't have money? No, Jesus there's Christ. one song. Oh, I'm sorry. Each, I don't, each, I don't know. each side of my family, there's like one song <clears throat> that's for each side because of the circumstances that the first funeral that this was played at, and okay. then it kind of became like a memory song. And then it's when a, my grandmother a, a passed, the, morbid, morbid. Yes, yeah, uh, it's mor- tradition. <laughs> yes, a morbid tradition. It is, yeah. and it, it, well, it happened because like I had a young a cousin. He was young. He was 16 years old, and he passed away. So they played the song that was from the time era that was for when the people pass on, right? But then at his, when his sister passed away the following year, they played the same song because of the same reason. And then when my grandmother passed away, she had wrote a letter saying she wanted that song played because it was played... Oh God, now it's getting material right now. Because it was played at her grandchildren's funeral, you know, and then it became <laughs> bad for your aunt and uncle, man. It became a they had their, their son died, and then the next year their their daughter yeah, died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Both of them. Sixteen, twenty-one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, the one died unexpectedly. The other, well, they both did because the, but the first one was literally like it was a car accident, so it was like, yeah, done. Yeah. Um, the second one she had leukemia, like stage four or something. It was very advanced, wow. and she only had a few months left. And they died like the same. December of each year. Yeah. And then my grandmother died like a couple years after that in January. So then at the the other cousin that passed away who was also, he was 21. He was the one I was talking about with the degenerative disease. They played the same song again. So I'm like, so this song, now anytime I hear it outside of a funeral, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I think of. Death. Like, <laughs> that song is death. And then on my mother's side at their funerals, they play Amazing Grace, which most people do. Which most people do. And for whatever reason, there was just one time that someone sang it. And I, that just made me emotional. Again, the subconscious has a lot of power yes, in the conscious mind. Yes, it does. You know, and also there is another thing where that I don't I don't remember where I hear this, but it said uh, that when the body cannot contain its suffering anymore, you cry. Yeah, yeah that's what crying is. Yeah, it's like an it's over, like you have yeah. no control over it. 
It's just the body releasing the feeling. Yeah. Right? You know, and, and I feel like there is this huge power that if we can have our whole brain work together, you could just gain so much inside. Right. Into your own everything. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Instead of just us piloting the, the puppet, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, and having this subsystem that It'll takes care of everything. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like that's just, you know, like a, like a drag. But anyway. Uh, yes, death, funeral, so, selfish. My final thing is desensitizing through TV and movies. Yeah, so work. we always throw like death and stuff in there, and it's almost like it's a way to try to make us not fear death. But it's, it's, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work because most of the time those deaths are <laughs> slasher movies. Yeah, but like, those... <laughs> but, but because you're seeing that, it's supposed to be like to like people die and then dying. Is the media uses it. Like for as an excuse, too, like, but it uses for an excuse as it work. You know, it, it, it doesn't work. No, it's a simulation. So you're like maybe getting twenty. You're you're getting desensitized like twenty five percent. The shit happens in front of you. Yeah. Okay. If you if, if somebody gets slashed with a machete in front of you, I don't care how many slashes movie you've seen. No. You know, you either be like, oh, I don't mean like, for de- I mean, but like the fear of death. No, no, no. Like but I'm when saying they keep having saying death, like death and death trying to make on it. TV and death no, in not real like life. How you, you know what I mean? No, because that's the sensitizing. Is, no, not is that they're trying to desensitize you to death, but the fear of it. Yes, but it, it, the fear of death is the event, not the death itself. Well, no, the fear yeah. of death is some people just fear death altogether. Because they can't run away from it. Yeah. But other people fear the process. I'm the one that fears the, how I'm going to die. Yeah, but it doesn't matter how many slashes. Yeah, no, it doesn't feel. matter how many I see. You just, you I'm know, not. But I not feel like they're just trying to desensitize to the fact that because even in Disney movies, there's death, and it's like they're trying to teach you at a young age that yeah. death just happens it's and we can't thing. control it. Yeah, yeah it's a natural thing. I mean, come thing. on, the biggest thing that scarred many people was you say Mufasa. So <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Was lying, but before that, I didn't watch that scene. But, but there's many before that that were just as like Bambi started off with murder. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> it was something. A wonderful. <laughs> they had a license. Yes, but that wonderful child you know, animals, but they were in a representation of you know murder. Like <laughs> it was hunting. Yeah. They had a license. Not you don't, Bambi, you don't know if that, that hunter was hungry. They don't know if his family was oh, hungry. Oh, I'm sure he was hungry. Explain, you know Scar, I mean? explain Scar pushing Mufasa off or throwing him off the cliff head. Actually, Long I seen live the game. Actually, actually, I seen a video of cats doing that to each other. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It was like that's the that's the history. That's the and story. It's not really that he was holding him, but he was like that's the Spartan. Like, that's the Spartan story. Yeah, you know what I mean. The Spartans used to throw their babies. Yeah, thing. if they survived, they're yeah. strong. If they don't, but I mean, like, it's just that they're they're trying to prove that death is inevitable, but it doesn't. It and to me, it feels like it makes it worse. It makes people fear it more. Yeah, because you're seeing simulations yes, of how because, Yes, and, how, and then you're like, yeah. oh, well, could, that could happen to me. Oh, that could happen to me. Yeah. Oh, that could happen. That's I'm why not I feel go like the, the I'm desensitizing, not dry desensitizing yeah. doesn't work I at mean, any level. You can't tell me that there's a time where you go and you see you don't got cell service and you're like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. I'm not right here. Like, I can't reach anybody. It didn't used to be that way, and that's why everyone died. <laughs> But you know, like they have flares and pigeons and it, all that. It creates a higher fear than it does desensitizing you. You're running simulations. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It yeah. gives you more ideas of how you like, could die. <laughs> I can't watch the Saw movies in a seriousness because I'm like. I never care for the slasher porn. 
Because I'm like, that's what really. Yeah, that's what it is. Now, to me, the Saw movies, the first one was only the really the good one because that wasn't really them just killing a bunch of people. That the first one to me was probably the best one because that's the one that just blew your mind at the end. Like you're just like, what the whole time. And they did a great job on that psychological twist, but then the rest of them just became about torture porn. Yeah, killing people and torturing them. And but yeah, I watched those. And I'm like, that would really suck. But see now they do a lot of crafting. I learned some new ways that would really suck. Oh <laughs> my god! And thing. I'm like, and that's how you know as a crafter. <laughs> that's the thing about you know. I don't know. You ever put hot glue and burn your fingers and rip your skin off with it? Yeah, I have new way of torture. I didn't do with hot glue, but plastic. Yeah, I used to burn plastic skill, fingers, yeah. and the little strings would get attached to you if you if you try to like oh shit, and then the strings of plastic you couldn't see them; they would just attach to your skin. Yep, and yeah. then if you rip them off, it takes your skin with it. Gotta get quit. Mm. That's just one of them. And that's not even dying; that's just suffering. No, yeah, exactly. Suffering, suffering is the problem, not yeah, death. That, that, yes. You know, it's the suffering. Yeah, because yeah. the di- that's the, why everybody wants to die in their sleep. The dying part, yeah, so the dying yeah. part might not be as bad. It isn't. You're dead. Yeah. Exactly. Aristotle said, "Death is no concern for the living." Well, yeah. Okay? And then even if you get sick enough, the the suffering you might be going through, you probably won't even be completely conscious or aware enough to feel that suffering. Like right. your body will go into shock at some point. You're still gonna regret bothering people when you're suffering. You just be put it down. Yeah. Put me down. Yeah. Put me down. You know, just like put just, up, put a whole dose of just, morphine. Yeah, like just, just put morphine. it there and walk away. And you just don't give know me what that happened. button. Yeah, <laughs> just give me that button. Yeah, that's it. You know. Um. So then I just put the ending is like the truth is we don't know what happens and it, and it affects us. We don't know what happens it's like you. and how it affects us. I don't even know what I wrote here. Jesus, dyslexia. No, she doesn't know like. The, the grammar and the sentence oh, makes sense. The truth is, we don't know what happens, and it affects our lives. It is always around us, and it's unescapable. Really? That was like, you were having problems with it? No, because I put a word in there that shouldn't have been there. Okay. Is it allegedly? No. Okay. <laughs> it says, and it affects us, our lives. I don't know oh, what that is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, structure. This, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, to spend your life worrying or in fear of something inevitable is just a waste of life, and therefore you're just being the living dead and not experiencing anything life has to offer. So, is the fear of death worth your life? Yeah, the journey is what's important. <laughs> I just what really, was the, the finger guns? What I was just the like, finger I guns just thought it was clever. Just a point. When, yeah, she was like, ha ha. Yeah, what, I see what, what I thought it was like, so the fear of death see what worth you your life. There. Oh, you're I so cheeky. You're cheeky, bastard. Yeah, so clever there. Yeah, the point. so I, it, it's pretty like that's why I was saying it's a journey. A study. Yeah, it's a journey. You, you don't, you never have unfinished business. Yeah, no, ever. If you're dead, you already finished all your business. Yeah, that's it. You know, whatever didn't get done, didn't get done. And you can't go back concern. and fix it. I mean, none maybe you concern. can. You just don't. We just don't know yet. <laughs> well, yes. If you, if yeah. you believe in the, in the hypothesis that the universe expands and then condenses and expands again, then you are technically living the same existence over and over yeah. again. And uh, then yes, and that's a miserable thing. That's a groundhog day, you know, <laughs> that fucking universe level. You know what I mean? Right. That, yeah, but I don't subscribe to that. No. No. I don't know. I, the universe expands, blows up, and then a new one appears. Yeah, we fear death because 
misinformation. It, yeah, we don't have we any don't, information. Yeah, we don't know what happens. We have information about the pain. We, we have all yes. the information about the pain. <laughs> we got far more information yeah. that we should get. But after death, if there is any or if there is nothing, yeah. we don't have information. Yeah, so and we can't information be is important. of that because we can't well, not die. That's, <laughs> like, that's, that's what sciences that are. Fear, you know, so journey into the... It's you, the into unknowing. The, so. Yes. It's fear the unknown. That, that, that is the most dangerous idea that we humans have it's not an idea it's an instinct the most dangerous instinct that humans have is that the fear of the unknown we have killed billions of people because of the fear of the unknown yes. we have created horrible weapons because of the fear of the unknown and we have not discovered things because of the fear of the unknown that particular thing is a wall that we always have in yeah. front of us that fear instead of being kind of not like giddy about it but careful to a degree but also be like open a bit to it which is dangerous but not straight up fear like we go straight up to fear when it comes to the unknown yeah you know and that is that that is something that that we humans have as an instinct that yes it helps us into you know five minutes ago when we got out of the jungles but i mean we have to start you know carving it out yeah of our genetic uh, memory because it's not helping you know but that's that's all it is the fear fear of what We don't know. Yeah. See how see how not knowing something affects the reality and our truth. Yeah. You know, information over time, and we have no information, and it's been all this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The necessary part. You know. What I mean? And yeah. people, people have been dying for a very, very long time. Long time. <laughs> Billions. And we still have trillions. no idea. What you know, and then we have so many philosophies out there. We know there. what happens to the carcass after. We yeah. Die. Yep. Somebody finds it with a brush. <laughs> This was some kind of king yeah. five billion years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we, we shouldn't worry about it, but there are people that do legitimately have a strong fear that that's all they can think of. Yeah, mental health. Yes, yeah. and yeah. there are ways to cope with it because you literally just have to wrap your mind around the fact that you can't control it and just not think about it. Yeah. That's why it was kind of hard to, to, to think about it in this concept because I didn't want to think about it. I don't like thinking about death. <laughs> because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Exactly. You know, exactly. It doesn't yeah, matter for, for it the It does scare me to want to know how because for a long time, I mean, it could still happen. I think I'm going to be stabbed to death and I don't want to be stabbed to death. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. You know, stab yourself before you get stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <No>. you. <laughs> yeah, be like, nobody's going to do it for yeah. me. I'm going to do it right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> be like, this is my worst yeah, fear. So, so, so what brings up the knife, I'll be like, All right. <laughs> like, let's do this. Yeah. I knew this yeah. how it was going to yeah, happen. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> it's going to be my turn. Yeah. <laughs> I take control of the situation. Yes. <laughs> oh, But as long as you're alive, you're not dead. So yeah. why should you concern yourself with being I don't dead? concern myself. I'm saying Not that. you. I'm saying yeah. in general. Yeah, yeah. You in general. Never, yes, you should exactly. never concern yourself with the See, death. See, like I've had that fear and it only happens when I'm thinking about death. So just don't think about death. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's no point. Everything. Exactly. Exactly. Every, Let death, me be a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, we put a... Maybe we put a, death day. <laughs> we, we personalize a word for a natural event for everything. And I mean everything decays. Yes. There is nothing in this universe that doesn't decay. Right. 100%. Everything has a time frame and it's and it has a clock and energy doesn't decay. Energy itself decays and it becomes some kind of energy. There is not immortal oh, energy. 
Yes, everything in the universe decayed. Even yeah. The, yeah, even the, the universe itself is decaying. Yes. You know? Yeah. But energy doesn't decay, it just dissipates. Or doesn't dissipate. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, so you just said decay? <laughs> I believe you just said decay when you use wow. the word. Even your hypothesis decay. <laughs> what do you think dissipate means? <laughs> everything. everything. It they, vaporizes. They, I get so like annoyed when people said, oh, they keep making this shit and they just break after two years. It's like, there is no way for us to make something that lasts forever. Yeah. You know, we, we don't last forever. Our thoughts don't last forever. Things in the universe don't last forever. How do you think that we can create something that is immortal yeah. too? You know? <laughs> shit breaks because they're made by us who break. Right? In a universe where everything breaks. Right. You know, and we shouldn't concern about things breaking. And therefore, dying or decaying over time. Right. It's just enjoy it, enjoy it, and be as good as you can so you have very little regrets in your deathbed. That's pretty much yeah. it. Be <laughs> conscious of your action, take responsibility. You know, if you're gonna do some shit, know that you're gonna do some shit and then own it. And then when you're in your deathbed, you'll be like, ah, fuck it, I was good. Right. To yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or I enjoy my life. It's like, oh yeah, I didn't do this shit, who gives a fuck? Yeah. You know, you're so, dying. Yeah. You're on your way out. Yeah. You know? You're about to do everything. Yeah. yeah, you're about to conclude your story. You yeah. know, this chapter. That's it. Make sure nobody cries in your funeral. That's hypocritical. <laughs> and if anybody cries on my funeral, you know, hopefully there'll be nobody there. But if anybody so, cries on my funeral, there will be hypocrites. There will be a bunch of hypocrites. I'll be like, I associated myself with hypocrites. My family's going to cry at my funeral because I'm going to play the same song. <laughs> oh, you got to play ACDC, Back in Black. <laughs> no, I mean, no I'm going to play it. Break it. Break it. No. Break that routine that your family has. You know, yeah. the, 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 I can just so, see not, that. Not a, like, what is that? Tradition. Wanted. Yeah, break the tradition. It's like, I want to see, to help. I hope that I'll be able to see and haunt people to know if they really listened to what I said and if they did, I'm like, oh, you should have listened. That is. You're going to get up yeah. from your casket yeah. and I'm going to be, I'm out of this funeral. Yeah. You people suck. Where is the I have thought about that before. It's like doing a fake, like, say I die and have a fake funeral just to see what happens. That would be fun. Yeah. yeah, If I ever win the lottery, that's terrible. what I'm doing. If yeah. I win the lottery, that's yeah, what I'm doing. I'm gonna have a fake funeral. funeral. Yep. You know what I mean? I'm gonna have celebrities come in. Yep. You know what I mean? Like the Terminator will be like, he's been terminated. <laughs> oh <my laughs> and, Jesus. Then, and then walk away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But people confused. <laughs> but I want people to believe I'm dead so that I can see their true, and then I'm gonna be like, haha. Gotcha. So like, when you I, motherfuckers because when I actually thing. die, then they're gonna be issue really dead this time. Yeah. <laughs> they're gonna get you up yeah, and be like, be, yeah, grabbing me and yeah, slapping you yeah. and stabbing you. But this is how she said she was gonna die. <laughs> or once. they'll be like, I already went once, so I'm not gonna do it again. And they won't be a hypocrite. Yeah, exactly. They went through the suffering again. Yes. <laughs> and then the next time they see your life, they're enjoying you know, being around you. Yeah. Instead of being be like dismissing your existence. You know? Yeah. Now I just put it out. They don't have to fake the funeral. You just send them like the the dead the yeah. papers over the, the mail. Yeah. Yeah, like actual mail, like yeah, not email. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Send them physical letters. Be like, uh, Liz Yada Yada has 
as die, please, uh, you know, we don't have a funeral. How she she's... die? Was she was stabbed to death? <laughs> you know, that's no. You can declassify that information. Okay. Just make sure they put in the paper that you know that you're not gonna no, have so a funeral. In the casket. But to delete all the contacts regarding to <laughs> some yeah. of the people you don't like. <laughs> you don't want to have no more contacts. Would be hilarious to do that. You're awful. Nothing is stopping you from doing. Be like, that. gotcha. That's not illegal. Actually, I'd be like, these nuts. No, you don't say anything. <laughs> no, at the end. No, no, no. Yes. You don't say anything until no. one day oh, those people no, see no, you. No, see me. I, mean, I thought you were oh, dead. I message them. <laughs> I thought you were dead. <laughs> We're like, huh? Like. No, the joke is for them to suffer for yes, years. Yes, 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 no, I Thinking got that it. Liz is dead. No, and then yeah. if I message them or send or do Facebook things and they're Yeah, like, like one time like yeah. you're at the beach going yeah. like Yeah like, no, you, like, like a new image going like I yeah. thought I thought she was dead. Yeah, I have yeah. this I still thing. just went to her funeral. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a long it's a long con game. Yes. Okay. Go fund me. <laughs> Well, you, your parents, your parents Go fund me for the like, funeral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I just want to know I'm being sad because like, I want no part of this. Like, I gave that bitch a thousand dollars. No, we're yeah, terrible. And, that, and that's you enjoying it in the Caribbean. Yeah, that would be me like, ah, <laughs> thanks for the it's funds. Like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Enjoying vacation right now. Up in heaven. <laughs> this is what heaven looks like. Yeah, this is paradise. It made it. Transparent visions, a like, little drink. This is what you Dante know? was talking get, about. Paradise, you get a, you, know? you get a, get a, get a dude with a beard with a six pack of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jesus right here. Hey, in case I was wondering, it's Zeus, by the way. <laughs> no, hey, Zeus. You mean Zeus? That's, that's a joke from Die Hard. <laughs> Any oh horror? Any more thoughts about that. death? Um, the no. universe and everything in it? I don't think. The what? Death, the universe and everything in it. Oh, taxes. Oh. We can talk about yeah, taxes. Yeah, no, I don't want to talk about taxes. <laughs> you don't want to talk about taxes. <laughs> no, um, that was basically it. Uh, why do people fear death? That's not really a yes or no, it's just an assumption. And hey, any of you listeners want to talk about why you might possibly fear death or not fear death or anything else you want to talk or about? Or taxes. Yeah, or taxes. We'll get your emails about taxes. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not feeling them, but yes, we'll take your return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your story about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a taxologist, yeah. so whatever those people are. A taxologist? I'm not. You know, like an expert on taxes. What are they called? Taxes? <laughs> no, but the accountant is just regarding to counting numbers. It's not a tax specific. Yeah, but that's you know, who does yeah. it. It's accountant. It's from an astrophysics, you know, I'm a tax The other people, I guess, would be IRS. Yeah. Yeah, the nerds that get yeah, all the money. Uh, what are, what are IRS agents? <laughs> yeah. I'll call them taxes. Okay, taxes. <laughs> taxators. The taxators. Taxologists. <laughs> taxologists. Yes, because they dissect taxes. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. All right, fools. Oh, you you can send us your comments or topics to foolspodcast at gmail.com. That's P H O L S podcast at gmail.com. And follow us on Twitter at Philosophical Fools. And on our Facebook and Again, still no Instagram. Instagram is coming. I winner, don't think winner, it's winner. coming. I gotta get 